Can we then observe a moment of silence from prayer or meditations? Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, honourable members, uh, <laughs> who are meeting today uh, as to portfolio committee to receive a presentation, a briefing on the district model that was launched by the president and the government, so that we have understanding how as as a uh, members of parliament, as we are going to do our oversight, as we are going to interact with government, would have the knowledge on, on what is expected on this district model. We have invited COCTA uh, with us to, because they are the champion of the district model to come and brief us on the, on the model. I'm now going to invite uh, in the meeting. They, will, they must introduce themselves uh, because I was not briefed yet. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. Good uh, afternoon, uh, Chairperson. Uh, my name is Temba Forty. I'm the Deputy Director General in Kota, uh, responsible for local government uh, support, uh, and also responsible for the work that the department is doing around the district development model. Uh, I'm also joined by Chief Director uh, Josiah Lodi. Uh, we have Chairperson circulated uh, the presentation uh, to the Secretariat. Uh, I will request that uh, if you allow, Chair, they can maybe project it so that uh, we, we can then take uh, the committee and the honorable members through the, uh, the presentation. Thank you. Uh, th thank you very much. Uh, are you able to? Are you able to put it on the screen? Yes, Chairperson, I'm trying to put it on the screen. Is it not there now? No, it's there. Can you see the presentation? Yeah, it's there. We can see it. Okay. Um, DTG? Yes, yes, Chairperson. Uh, should, should I go ahead, Chairperson? Yes, let's proceed. Uh, from my side, I don't know from the other members, but from my side, I cannot see the presentation, but I have a copy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's up. Oh, it keeps on appearing and disappearing, Chair. I'm like you, DG, for C. I can't see anything. Did it? I'm yeah, like, yes, I, can't see, I can't see anything. I'm like you too. Yes, uh, it's still not clear in the screen. 
Aitina is very clear on our side. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know how many members actually have the same problem, but uh, I do have a copy so I can go through the presentation chair if, if you allow. Uh, of course, depending on whether other members are able to see. Uh, honorable members, uh, Honorable Mkalipi, the, the screen is clear. And Honorable members, are you able to see the presentation? Honorable uh, members. It's not clear. Yes, yeah. you can see it. Yeah, it's fine now. It's, it's fine. Yes, yeah. okay. Jefferson, we are able to see it. Yes, we okay, are able to see it. Jefferson. Thank you very much. Let's proceed. Okay. Th thank you, Chair. So the first slide is just uh, that if we start from slide two, uh, we are reflecting, uh, Chairperson, on the decisions of the Presidential Coordinating Council. Uh, the, the Cabinet approved the District Development Model in August uh, of, of 2019. Uh, subsequently, we then met uh, the president, convened the presidential coordinating council with all the premiers, uh, and the decision of that uh, PCC was really to bring provinces on board. And the decisions that were taken in that meeting was firstly that uh, all spheres of government uh, will be implementing the district model. Uh, as part of implementing the district model, we are going to implement a shared services uh, at municipal level. Uh, the shared services is really meant to provide a hands-on support in terms of dedicated capacity <laughs> to assist uh, municipalities. And then thirdly, it was agreed that as a start, we will pilot the implementation of the district model in three uh, districts. First one being the uh, Oartambo, uh, followed by Eteguin as a metro, and thirdly, uh, uh, Waterbeck. And those pilots were, were recognized in terms of the, the uniqueness of the different spaces a metro uh, because of, of the nature of a, a metropolitan municipality, but with the two districts. One is a rural district, Oartambo, uh, and Waterberg being a mining district. So all those were, were, were done already. And, and the fourth decision was that we, we need to, uh, at, at a political level, a cabinet, and also at the provincial level, uh, there'll be what is called district champion, political champions, who will oversee the implementation uh, of, of, of uh, the implementation of the district model. Uh, on slide three, deals with the objectives, Chairperson, uh, of the district development model. Uh, slide three basically lists the, the, the objectives, which are really meant to solve, firstly, the silos uh, 
to solve the fragmentation and duplication in how we implement both horizontally and vertically as the three spheres. Uh, secondly, to maximize the impact of how government, uh, all of government, the three spheres work together in a coherent way at a municipal level, in terms of ensuring that we align our plans, our budget, uh, through what is called one district, one plan, and one budget. Uh, thirdly, to, to narrow the distance between the people and government in terms of ensuring that we are able to, to strengthen the capacities uh, of government to implement at a district and at a metro level. The other important uh, objective is to also, through this coordinated and coherent approach of all of government, begin to address issues of inclusivity in terms of ensuring that uh, there is gender budgeting which addresses the needs and aspirations of our people at a community level uh, and, and strengthening the, the coordination, the, the monitoring and evaluation of government work at the district level and implementing a balanced approach that uh, ensures it addresses the differentiation between urban uh, and rural, address the, the interconnectedness of rural and urban areas. Uh, and then I tolerate uh, all of government initiatives that are targeted at addressing poverty, eradication, uh, employment and uh, equality. If we move to the next slide, slide four, Chair, uh, going also uh, on the objectives again, that the district development model what it does, it provides a vehicle for all the three spheres and stakeholders of outside of government to be more impact oriented in terms of how within government we address planning, budgeting and implementation. We have three spheres of government that all have a constitutional responsibility to plan, to budget and to implement. And the only space, all of these three spheres that they implement, it's at a municipal level. And it, the, this model then provides uh, a vehicle of ensuring that there's integration and there's coherent and targeted implementation at, at a municipal level. And what that does, uh, it addresses then, it assists us to overcome some of the current uh, pitfalls and challenges in terms of misalignment of our of our plans. And there are examples in that slide that are made there of building a correct number of schools according to where the population is uh, and determining uh, whether we need new schools or we need transport systems. Uh, and then how do we provide sanitation, water and sanitation uh, to those schools? So the approach provides an integrated approach of how we plan as the state. Uh, on slide five, uh, the outcomes that we want to achieve uh, with the district development model is one of building a capable and ethical developmental state. So it's aligned with our pri uh, seven priorities of government 
and also improving the capacity of, of local government, uh, improve our cooperative constitutional obligations uh, of Chapter 3 in terms of improving cooperative governance. Uh, and, and if we are able to improve the capability of government, it then means that we'll be able to provide communities uh, with seamless delivery of services uh, and communities will experience uh, government that is functional uh, in their spaces. They'll be able, will be able to align our plans and budget across the three spheres in a way that is targeted and takes advantage of the opportunities uh, at a local level. And all of these plans are informed by uh, IDPs uh, and needs communities. Uh, if we move to the next slide, slide six, uh, slide six just indicates, Chair, the alignment of uh, this district model approach with the national uh, development plans, uh, priorities of government, but also it provides an opportunity for us to work in a more coherent way, where there's no parachuting of national or provincial programs in But we can all work on what we refer to as one plan. The one plan is meant to be an expression of all of government at a local level. The, the, and, 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 the one plan, as I indicated, it's a strategic framework which must guide all of government, but also the private sector and stakeholders outside of government on what needs to be in a particular space. And that one plan worked through a collaborative process, through a consultative process, which will result in a shared and a common vision of what needs to be done in one uh, particular space. Uh, and, and this is also to form a social contract or social compact with communities where they will be able to know what is it that government is planning to do in their space because that one plan would have expressed all of government. Uh, I will come back later to, to elaborate on this point, Chair. Uh, just in terms of progress, Chair, the, 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 pro, the pilots uh, were launched uh, in, in, uh, in the three pilot sites uh, between September and November. Uh, we, we started by developing comprehensive profiles of these spaces which those profiles gives us a, a good baseline of understanding uh, the, the state of development in each space. Uh, so we're talking about 52 spaces, and these 52 spaces are made up of the 44 district municipalities and the eight. So we have developed uh, profiles of all of these spaces those profiles look at the demographic uh, profiles where we look at uh, the, state, the population, uh, the levels of poverty, levels of education, the health status of the district. Uh, it's a comprehensive profile that gives us a good state of what is the state of that uh, district. 
uh, it goes beyond that. It also looks at uh, what are the program uh, budgets and projects that national and provincial government, including projects of the municipality, that are being implemented in that space. So we assess all of those uh, in terms of the current commitments, but also the future uh, projections. So we, as it relates to the three pilot sites, if you move to slide nine, uh, relates to the three sites, we were able to, based on the assessment and the approach I've just uh, explained, we we're able to get budgets of national governments, budgets of national governments, and budgets of the municipality in the three sites. And uh, the table there, uh, it gives you, so if you look at uh, Owa Tambo, national government, uh, it's spending about 5.2 billion, 5.4 billion, and the municipality has a budget of uh, 648 million. So overall, you look at uh, 11.2 billion. Uh, and this is money budget that is committed to that municipality. And uh, it comes out of the profiles uh, after having analyzed uh, pro projects and budgets of all national and provincial, including the municipality. Uh, uh, you can also see for, for Eteguini and, and, and Waterbeck. Uh, the percentage is above. It, it just gives you uh, the of the national uh, fiscals uh, in terms of how much overall is collected and how much each year uh, is spending. The, the, the lessons, Chair, if you move to slide 10, the, the lessons uh, that we, we have identified in the three pilot sites. Uh, what came out in the three pilot sites was, was the, the high number of youth unemployment. Uh, over Tambo, just alone, we have over 80% uh, youth unemployment. You have a, a, a high number of women uh, and child-headed households. Uh, there's, there's challenges of low economic growth in these areas, despite the huge potential that these areas have. And because of, of the conditions that these areas find themselves in, there's also to some extent, the disintegration of social fabric, uh, where there's high sort of levels of violence against women, rape, uh, and so uh, And if we move to slide 11, slide 11 also chair provides a sense of uh, some of the lessons that we have identified. So despite the, the, the challenges are experienced in these uh, districts. There's huge potential. So if you take the three, uh, there's huge untapped potential of agriculture, uh, tourism, uh, as it relates to, to uh, uh, Oartambo, uh, the ocean's economy, but as it relates to Waterberg, is the mining potential. And these are uh, areas that uh, 
are not fully tapped into, despite the huge potential that is there. So if you take culture in it contributes about 2% to the GDP of the district. And this is a rural with a huge potential. Uh, the, the, uh, the blue oceans economy, there's nothing much that is invested in that area, including tourism. Uh, despite you know, the, the beautiful scenery and so on that is in that area with that potential, but there's nothing much that is spent uh, in terms of unlocking that potential. Uh, if we move to the next slide, 12, uh, Chair. 12, the lessons just on, on all the three uh, identified. What came out very clear was that there's poor integration and coordination of government programs. Uh, we identified, for example, in Oartambo, you had over five departments that were all uh, targeting that high number of youth unemployment. But if you look at those programs, we have a budget of over 100 million uh, budgeted for youth training programs. And these pro training programs are not talking to each other, but also there's no clear plan of uh, how this youth, after receiving training, uh, what opportunities are going to be created for this youth, or how are they going to be absorbed into job opportunities and so on. So it's training that is just focused on giving the youth a certificate without clear sort of a program of how that they'll actually be benefiting after that training. Uh, the, the, the other area is the issue of unclear rationale of projects. Uh, in some of the areas uh, we identified, there were villages where uh, uh, state-of-the-art schools have been built, but the reality is that in some of those villages, you don't have learners. Uh, so you have match between building of schools in areas where there are no learners, but in areas where you have a, a high number of learners, but uh, there, there's not enough sort of uh, school buildings to accommodate them. The, it also, the le other lesson was that sectors are not collaborating uh, as it relates to implementation. So there's a silo approach in how sectors are implementing their programs. Uh, and the other challenge that we identified was that many of the projects are not spatially mapped. So there are projects you cannot actually be able to say this project from national is implemented in this village, in this ward. Uh, you cannot follow that. Uh, there's areas where there are challenges around the skills gap. So, so what we've done, uh, Chair, based on the lessons uh, from the three pilots, if you to slide 13, uh, slide 13, we, we then developed an approach of how do we institutionalize the implementation uh, of the discipline model. And, uh, we adopted a five-pronged approach towards the institutionalization. The, the, the first one, uh, I'm on slide 13. Uh, the person who's moving the slide is moving faster than me. I'm on slide 13. Uh, slide 13 just gives you the, 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 the five areas that informs our approach. Firstly, strengthening political leadership to oversee the process. 
Secondly, issues of address issues of intergovernmental planning, uh, budgeting and implementation. Uh, the third area is on uh, structures for coordinating the implementation. And the, the, the fourth is the information system and the dashboard. And the last one is the legal and reforms. I'm going to elaborate on each of them. So the first one on providing political leadership in slide 14, uh, as I've indicated, Chair, the president has deployed mem uh, members of ministers and ministers as champions to each of the 52 districts and metros. Uh, provinces have also appointed uh, MECs uh, in this regard. The idea is to ensure that at a political level, there's ownership in terms of providing oversight and providing leadership in the rollout of the district model. And that there's integration, collaboration uh, across the three spheres. The, the second uh, approach is the one of uh, addressing issues of intergovernmental planning, budgeting, and implementation. The issue here, Chair, is that we want to align to the one plans. The one plans that we are referring to here, it's one plans that are going to, going to be informed by IDPs of municipalities, the provincial growth and development plans of provinces, and the national priorities of government, your MTSF priorities, which are expressed in the sector plans of the, the various departments. So that, that one plan per district, which is why we're referring to it as a one plan, one district plan. It will be an expression based on the baseline in terms of the profile that gives us uh, a sense of what are the what is the state of development in that area? But also, what are the challenges? What are the needs and aspirations of communities? And if we are working as one government, well, then all through the one plan have one sort of response and intervention of how we respond to issues of economic growth, how you develop agricultural sector, how you address youth challenges of youth unemployment, uh, and take advantage of the, the, the opportunities uh, that are availed in this in these spaces. So, so that one plan, as I've indicated, is an alignment of all the three spheres plans expressed in the one plan. Uh, the, the next area, Chair, is the one of the structures for, for coordination and monitoring. So the IGR structures that are already provided for in the Intergovernmental Relations Framework Act are going to be utilized for coordinating the implementation. Uh, at the national level, the president, through the President Coordinating Council, will meet with the premiers. Uh, the premiers, through their premier coordinating forums, will also meet with the mayors of municipalities. At a district level, the district mayor will also, through the district IGR forums, meet with the mayors of the local uh, municipalities. And that's the, the spine that we're going to use for coordinating the implementation. In addition to this, Chair, we are in the process as quarter of establishing district hubs. These district hubs will establish capacity at a district level. 
uh, not district in terms of the institution, the municipality, but district as a, a regional sort of space where we will then be coordinating all of government's programs in that district. And of course, these district hubs will work directly with the district municipality and support the district municipality in how it interacts with the, the local municipalities in the implementation of these uh, one plans. In addition, Chair, as I've indicated, will also be uh, seconding officials through a district shared services, where if we're able to establish, so one of the challenges in Waterberg that we identified is challenges around financial management and also issues around audit outcome. If you look at the past five years, there's clear indication in terms of uh, there's been serious challenges on the audit outcome, but also generally capacity to deal with financial management. So the shared services will be targeting such areas. If there's challenges with service delivery, we'll bring support in terms of through these shared services to deal with specific areas of challenge uh, within the, the that district. What we're doing now, Chair, with the COVID, we also will be aligning the district model with the structures for coordinating uh, COVID-19 intervention and response plans. And we'll ensure that as we will improve the profiles to also give us uh, a sense of uh, the spatial mapping of the spread of, of the virus, which must inform what interventions uh, or response plans needs to be put in place uh, to, 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 to curb the, the spread of the virus. On slide uh, 17, uh, this whole uh, district model uh, chair is going to be anchored on an information system uh, that will overlay all the profiles of the 52 districts and the one plans. It will overlay the, the COVID-19 hotspots and where there are epicenters but also the information system will assist us in terms of monitoring uh, and reporting because the commitments that are made in the one plans, these are commitments that are based on APPs, budgets and commitments of sector departments. So for a particular year in the APP, whatever is budgeted for a particular space, that's what the departments need to deliver on. So the reporting will also be against that. And it gives opportunity uh, to monitor uh, and track progress around the spending of each sphere, each sector that has made commitment in that space. It will have a, a, a dashboard capability where on a regular basis we can be able to, to monitor. Uh, it will provide opportunities also for transparency and accountability. Uh, the last uh, approach or pillar of this uh, implementation chair is the legal and the policy reforms. Uh, this district model chair is going to be anchored on a legislation, legislated provision. Uh, Section 47 of the IGR Act provides for the Minister of Culture uh, to provide regulations that uh, must govern or regulate the alignment of plans across the three spheres. And so the district model is a mechanism then of how that alignment 
uh, must actually take place, uh, which which expresses uh, com- clear budget commitments to a particular space, and 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 it will actually encourage that uh, in how we budget and plan uh, as all the spheres, we must be able to specially map uh, our budget. So any national department. Uh, it must be able to say, if this is a budget for a particular, whether it's human settlement, you must be able to account on where that budget is going to be spent, which district, which locality within that district, and how much is going to be spent there. So that's the the kind of sort of special budgeting that we're, we're referring to. The, the, in the process of also strengthening the legislation, we, we we want to look at how we review the whole planning regime in the Systems Act uh, and also uh, rationalizing the, the many planning instruments uh, that are in the system currently. Uh, so th- th- those are the five pillars that will guide the, the whole sort of institutionalization uh, of, of, of the, the implementation of the district model. Chair, as, as you are aware, we, we, we launched the district model and conceptualized it before COVID. And now we're in the process of ensuring that uh, the implementation of, of, of uh, the district model is mainstream and aligned to taking forward the, the, the state that we're in. So we're reviewing the, the implementation plan so that we're able to update the profiles uh, and include in this district their COVID-19 response plans, not just of the district, but of all the spheres. So whatever province is planned, national and also local government. Uh, I've also referred to the other uh, areas there. If you move to slide uh, 20, so the overarching approach, which we're going to be focusing on now, because COVID is still going to be with us, Chair, for, for the next two years or more, the, the, the approach is, is to ensure that this COVID-19 response plan are driven through the district model. And, and also apply a differentiated approach on how we deal with the COVID response. There are areas that are epicenters currently uh, of COVID where there's high sort of concentration of the infections. They require a particular sort of uh, response. And there are areas in other provinces where there are no, uh, uh, there's no spread or infections at this stage, but they need to ready themselves for any eventuality. So we will be implementing a differentiated approach on how we respond to, to these different areas. But the specific interventions that we're looking at is collecting this spatial data on these areas, but also map the infections and the spread, the quarantine sites, all the public spaces. Uh, and this is intelligence information that must inform, it's evidence-based to inform decision-making, but also coordinate all the these uh, interventions through the one plan. Uh, we have also noticed that uh, already there are challenges in terms of, uh, because uh, government is, 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 uh, uh, is implementing uh, the, the, these interventions 
in some instances, there's confusion in terms of powers and functions. But the district model, what it does, it encourages more collaboration uh, where there's areas that need clarity in terms of who who is responsible for what. Uh, we will be able to, to, to actually address those in a more uh, coordinated and uh, in a collaborative way. The, the next slide, Chair, from slide 21, uh, we're just reflecting on the work that uh, COCTA has done, uh, uh, slide 21, we're just reflecting on the, 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 the work that COCTA has done uh, in terms of the minister uh, issuing regulations on the, the steps for prevention and the escalation of uh, and containing the, the, the spread of the virus. Uh, we, we're referring to the structures that have been established already for coordinating the, the National Coronavirus Command Council at national, at the provincial, and also at the district level. And these political structures are supported by operational and technical structures. The, your disaster operation centers across the three spheres and the net joints, prof joints, and the jobs at a local level. And these are structures that are currently coordinating uh, the, 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 the COVID response uh, plans. Uh, uh, some of the work also that we are re reflecting on slide 22, uh, it's some of how, how we are organized at a national level uh, and provincial level in terms of the various work streams that are coordinating these response plans. Uh, and those are some of the ones that are listed there. The one on intelligence coordinating committee, the public health infections containment uh, work stream, there's an economic work stream, legal work stream, and the social impact work stream. Uh, all of these chair, are guiding uh, the reports that are presented to these uh, command councils across the three spheres. Uh, and the coordination of this information is done across the three spheres. Uh, so we receive, as COCTA, daily reports of uh, the work that is done at a district level. The province consolidates those reports and they are sent to national. Uh, national, uh, we, we then also look at those and, and uh, process them through the net joints, which then they will find expression and be presented at, uh, at the command council. So we are involved in all of these areas uh, and the coordination. Uh, so if we move to the next slide, 22 uh, and 23, Chair, these are just the, the some of the indication of the work that COCTA in particular has started doing. Uh, particularly as it relates to the coordination of service delivery uh, infrastructure interventions. We're working closely with the Department of Water and Human uh, Water and Sanitation and Human Settlement uh, in terms of how we address the, the infrastructure and the water challenges. We have uh, reprioritized uh, our budgets, our grant uh, to the MIG, uh, the disaster relief grants to ensure that we're able to respond to the immediate uh, and emergency challenges of water and sanitation. Uh, we have developed an economic recovery strategy which will inform the stimulus package on how we spend the monies that the uh, president uh, announced, the 20 billion. Uh, but also we continue the, the 
the collaboration with uh, through MISA and DWS in terms of provision of uh, uh, whether it's drilling of boreholes uh, uh, and the DWS will deal with the, the tankering and provision of uh, water storages and so on. So th these are the interventions uh, which we are currently involved in. But all of this work chair, going forward we, is going to be anchored uh, on the district model uh, to ensure that there's one coordinated program of government overall that responds to COVID, but also it's not just about only responding now to COVID, but also to look at uh, going beyond uh, post-COVID to look at issues of uh, economic recovery how do we create more job opportunities for our people, uh, recognizing the impact that uh, COVID would have brought uh, into these district uh, areas in terms of increased levels of poverty, increased levels of unemployment. Uh, so we will need to, to respond to that reality, but also to actually ensure that uh, the measures that government has put in place as part of uh, implementing uh, the, the COVID response plans are sustained beyond uh, COVID. We have managed to, government has managed to, to, to demonstrate that uh, it can work in a more integrated uh, and coherent way in terms of how we've responded to COVID. Our people now, areas where they didn't have water and so on, they are able to receive what we must then sustain all of these uh, interventions beyond COVID. So th these are just an indication of those. And the, the district development model chair, provides that vehicle of ensuring that uh, we work as one government in a seamless way uh, to deliver in a specially targeted way at, at a municipal level. Uh, Chairperson, that's the end of my presentation. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Shabazin? Can't hear the chairperson at all. You can't hear the chairperson. Can you hear me, the other chairperson? Yeah, we can hear you. No, the other chairperson, we can't hear, but we can hear you. The portfolio of Gomit, you can hear me. You can the hear myself. The chairperson is still struggling with the audio on her side. So can I continue in the meantime? Yes, continue. People who want to 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 interact with the presentation show of hands quickly.
Tayaza, please. Tayaza. Hussain. Hussain. Khrunaval, please, Chair. Gunnar Valdez, Kalipi, Kalipi, Followed, you were the first one to raise the hand. Can you start? Followed, okay. you were the first one to raise the hand. Okay. You'll start in that order. Thank you. Okay. Proceed. Sure. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chair, uh, Mtambi, and all members of the Portfolio Committee, the Chair, Mrs. Menya, and members of the Department of Human Settlement, Water and Sanitation Portfolio Committee. Honorable members, EG and the team, I just have three questions, uh, Honorable Chair. The first one is with regards to the budget that is allocated for the pilot project uh, of this district development model. It's about 71 billion rand for this financial year. And what I would like to know is that out of the allocated budget per metropolitan municipality or municipality, how much has been so far? I see in Etewin there's 35 billion uh, and so on and so forth. So how much has been used uh, so far? And second, the second question is that I think that uh, when the identification of these municipalities was made, a consideration to rural municipalities also was uh, actually a potent place. And I would like to know whether the Hotsi, uh, Amakosi, in those areas are brought on board to be part of this project because in other areas, if we leave behind traditional leadership, uh, <clears throat> so honorable chair is that youth unemployment has been you know, identified as in one of the municipalities as sitting at 80%. And uh, I would like to know whether, you know, uh, according to the youth development, I mean, according to the district development model, are there any interventions, quick interventions to address that particular matter? Because at least all government uh, levels are actually planning together and they know what are the quick wins. Uh, thank you very much. So, Honorable Ngwezi, Honorable Nancy Sitlai. Oh. Thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Good afternoon, all my colleagues or my two chairs 
and the other members from COPTA and the human settlement. That's uh, two clarities, uh, Chair. I think the, the model, the district model on the base of the principles, I think it's a, a good attempt for government to perform effectively and efficiently. But I want to raise the issue that uh, this model was initially known as IG framework. And I think the analysis that is given by Cota, which I, I really appreciate on identifying the weaknesses and the strengths, are to go to a correct direction. But two issues that always uh, in my mind, when we talk about misalignment and alignment, I think the budgeting process becomes critical at the center after planning. The municipalities, provinces, and the national government, they have got no budgeting process that is 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 uh, unified they are not budgeting at the same time and um, the idps of municipalities as they are planned leading the process how do we make sure that the alignment happens immediately in this strategy so that budgeting follows very clear process of planning in unison between the three spheres, so that there is no other sphere that comes near the other and want to bulldoze another sphere about a particular project. That projects are planned consistently in oneness, and then budget there comes. I think in the, in the plans that I hear, that issue needs to be looked into. I am happy to hear that because these fears have got their own powers that are legislated, that COGTA is going to come with an overall a, a, a regulation that encompasses all those powers to be one. A typical example of the uh, municipality. When the national minister has sent money to the municipality and the province of USGDGs, and when, the, when that money comes to the municipality, the minister is absent. He cannot instruct them to do something else about that money, regardless that it was sent by her, because that money now is in the coffers of the municipality, and those are powers of the municipality. So I'm trying to really analyze the, the problems that have been there, which I would like to hear uh, today that how do we make this model to work as we had in IGR, 
which didn't work well? And how do we dovetail, navigate within um, the powers of its sphere for the model to work? Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable oh. Seki. Thank you, thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, uh, there are a few points that uh, I've raised here, I've noted. The one I think uh, Member Nancy have already covered, the issue of the IGR. This is exactly IGR. And I think even the presentation does reflect IGR in it, which is good to avoid duplications. But I think if the department can uh, reflect the planning and budgeting process, Chairperson. You know, these things will need to be budgeted for. Municipality will say we want to build a road somewhere. The department will say we want to build a dam. The department will say we want to build a mine. And all different projects of the economy. How is that budgeting process initiated? And uh, the area of deployment of ministers, because I hear that ministers should be deployed as custodian of different uh, districts. Now, a minister would be accounting for a national department, if that could be explained further. Uh, there's an issue, Chair. You know, when we come to things like these, there's an issue of consultation. And consultation costs so much, uh, especially when you use consultant. Now, these projects, to bring local, province, and national, it can be a very uh, continuous project that doesn't come to an end. And then how is the department going to look at that? The last one, Chair, just a correction. On the page, I can't remember, the one that has got a 71 billion budget. On the Waterbeck, uh, the total there says 40 something. Uh, it's 25 billion. So I think that should be corrected. But the 71 billion in total is correct. It's water boyak or tambo and and etegwin, but the last one additions were not uh, done correctly. There. So if you if you have not added ten billion, you can imagine. Thank you very much. Speaker on my list, it's Honourable Mkalipi. Okay, um, I just wanted to get some clarities from the um, uh, DDG. He used to be the acting DG. Uh, we are on your camera, please. We want to see you. 
<laughs> but uh, unfair, Jay. I think the network is dealing with me. That's why I'm switching off my camera because I'm not stable in terms of the network. Jay, I just want to get a clarity on the slides that talks about the budget. And this slide is talking about those uh, pilot projects uh, that this uh, plan or this program have started in September. Artambo is going to be given or has been given by national for 5.2 billion. The province have also contributed 5.4 billion. And the local, which is the municipality, which is Artambo, is 600. And uh, and Waterberg, they also in that sequence. But I'm interested on Artambo because it's the only local municipality that when you compare them with these other two, which are the priorities or are piloted at, is the only or are tambo that have a small amount to contribute to it. So to get uh, from the DG, the DG, because it's just a pilot project of the three uh, municipalities for the project. And then if you can get, give us the clear picture, because other colleagues have been also raising the very same concern. If the budget is not very clear, how are we going to achieve all what the DG have put, uh, put forward as a plan? Because this picture for these three pilot municipalities give us a clear picture that there's no capacity revenue from the OR that is one point. The second thing is in terms of planned, they have started this uh, launch or this project or these plans uh, uh, last year, August, and uh, it's eight months now. So I am the of the district model is COVID-19. So therefore, I just want to get clarity from him, as I'm sure he will agree with me, that in terms of planning, it's a problem now, because COVID needs actions. It needs implementation to say that now, how do they link between this project and COVID-19? Uh, for instance, Chair, if I may make an example, people need an in a place whereby there is crisis for water. So the Department of Water and Sanitation, they must just make sure and the municipality that they, 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 they support that particular community with water. So now, how do you move forward from planning and to implementation because of COVID now? How do they found to link the two? Also, he mentioned that they're supposed to be uh, champions. The most critical and important and challenges of the municipalities is capacity. Is capacity from the administration, which is our officials, is capacity in terms of political leadership of municipalities. So now the plan is not going to be successful if the issue of capacity, especially at a political level, that they're supposed to be champion of this model is not addressed. So I think the DDG must come very clean on that aspect because we all might have to agree that if we can't zoom in on the really problems 
that the municipalities are facing with, we can come with all plans. The local government started in 1996. Now it's almost 20, some 2023 uh, in a democracy. We can't be, seems as if we are new to local government challenges. And all plans that were put in place before, the department must tell us why did it fail? Because it's not the first attempt to make sure that the local municipality works for the people. So they must tell us from the beginning what happened, why this particular model will work this time. Because we can come here and do the beautiful presentation, talk about beautiful English, but the fact of the matter, there is huge challenges there that include capacity and the political will. The third one, Chair, which is the last one, is the issue of corruption. I know many municipalities, they get away with corruption. And this document that is presented by the DPG does not address the issue of corruption on local municipalities. We are going to come again in the next five years to receive another plan which won't work because we are not zooming or we are not diagnosing exactly what is the problem in the local government. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Talipi. Honorable Hussain. Chair, thank you very much. I, uh, may I just make this one comment first? I think that, uh, and I want to encourage the, my, my colleagues on the portfolio committee uh, to print this document and give it to, uh, to somebody in their, in their constituency and ask them to read it and tell you what's in this document and if they understand it. Try that, please. I encourage you to do that. Because this thing, this document, if I read it, I think some of us maybe will understand it on the portfolio committee because we get the detail and we understand the background. But please, man, when you write these documents, leave all this bureaucratic government jargon out and write these documents in a simple way. If that a member of the public is watching this, they will understand how their lives are going to change if you implement this new model. Because anybody who reads this document will, will probably think you are trying to design a car. You can't understand exactly what exactly you are trying to achieve from this thing. So I just want to make that one appeal, please. And I, let me give you one simple example. When we went as Cocta to Limpopo, we've heard in some municipalities they pay 2 million rand to get their, their, their annual reports and their asset registers done. And then we go to another municipality and they pay 7 million. And you go to another municipality and they pay 12 million. Now, the question I put to you is on this. Is the district development model designed to ensure that that kind of duplication does not happen? Because if the answer to that question is correct, is yes, then the district development model, I think, will go a long way in trying to help us to reduce expenditure and redirect that money to the things that genuinely matter. Because as Honorable Kalipi has talked about, is that for 25 years now, we've had all sorts of plans. But when we go to do oversight on the ground, there are people still living in shacks. The chairperson put a picture the other day of her oversight where there is sewer running on the streets. And there are people who don't, still don't even have water that to this day, because of COVID-19, we must go and del deliver Jojo tanks. After 25 years of local government, and now we've got this plan and you do a massive big launch. Please, can you tell me how the lives of people are going to change on the ground with this plan? That's all we want to know. 
Well, I'm personally not interested in slide number 9, 10 or 11. The only thing I would like to know is how is this plan going to change the lives of the people on the ground and accelerate the service delivery that we have wasted for 25 years. Granted, we've made a lot of progress and it will be unfair to create the impression that we have not. We all accept that we've made a lot of progress, but we mustn't stop making progress. We must progress much faster than what we've done over the last 25 years. So please, can you give me an answer to that very direct question? How is the district development model going to speed up service delivery and change the lives of the people on the ground? The second thing I want to ask you is this. In two years from now, you're going to come back and give us another presentation. And I'm going to ask you what difference the district development model made since your introduction, as opposed to the way we've been operating in the past. There's not, there aren't any indicators or any examples that you are, you are giving us. How do we hold the department accountable through some indicators or some delivery uh, mechanisms to say, Honorable Hussein, in the past, this is how it was being done. And this is what we achieved. But now, because of the district development model, this is how things have changed. Can you just give us those indicators? What are you going to use as a means to determine the success of the district development model? Because my difficulty is this, is that when we go to some municipalities, we find some very useless people working there. Some of them can't even change the light bulb. We've seen it. Now you're going to use the same useless people to, you, to introduce this model. What difference is it going to make? So it frustrates me when, when the department comes to tell us about plans rather than show us how many houses are going to be built and how many more people are going to get water on the street. That's the thing that we are, I, I would really like to, I'm more interested in rather than page 9 and 12 and 15. If you can please give us those answers, I will really be very, very grateful. But I have no doubt that there are some very positive elements of the district developmental model, provided that it is implemented properly by professional people who know what they're doing and not useless people who have been stealing the people's money for years. Thank you very much. Honorable Honorvalt. Thank you. Honorable Mm -hmm. Don't no, forget me. You. I've noted you. I'm using you interchangeably. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, yes, I want to align me with the sentiments of the previous speakers to say, um, yes, it looks like a new plan, but is it really a new plan? Um, there's two parts of the, that I saw of the presentation. The one is the identifying of the problems. I think the Auditor General, if, if anyone reads the Auditor General reports on most of the municipalities, um, all of those are already included in that. Um, so, it, in, in short, says there's uh, a lack of political leadership, um, but I'll come back to that as, as well. Firstly, I want to speak in terms of the cooperation between governance. In the last 25 years, it did not work and even worsen over the, length, the last 10 years um, under state capture. Um, we see it even with the command councils currently, uh, where local municipalities just ignore steps set out by district command centers. Um, without interference in municipalities' governance, um, how are you going to get the municipality to work with you in this model? 
especially taking ANC infighting and um, faction fighting into account. Um, and then also the tender entrepreneurs that has a big say in some of the municipalities, how are we going to get those people out if this plan has to work? Um, I want to align my as well to say that um, I see oh, no way in the question. Can the yes. member withdraw what you said about the ANC? There's nothing to do with the ANC here. We are dealing with government issues. Can the member withdraw the factionalities in the ANC? There's got nothing to do with him and this presentation. Please. Chair, there is no rule that suggests that members may not refer to any political parties in this portfolio committee. So the, 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 the honourable member must withdraw his request to withdraw, withdraw please. Yes, Chairperson, I want to align myself. And if the honourable member just go and read the Auditor General's report, even the Auditor General report deluded in his own considered reports. So I don't see what's the problem of the member. The problem is that you are out of order. That's my problem. You can't bring the ANC to this debate. Can we talk through all this and we must stop wasting time, colleagues? Ne? Can we deal with this matter to say the order that is being said, uh, the ANC factionalism and whatever? I think there's one report that says uh, cancel factionalism maybe for now deal with the factionalism in the municipalities we all know who's doing that for the sake of progress honorable Humavat. factionalism in cancel is a reality but i don't recall an audit general that say especially anc or eff councillors or da councillors so but factionalism i've seen that in the reports uh, uh, why that's what is there when councils are not dealing, but the reality, maybe you are raising it in line with the fact that most of the councils are run by the ANC, it's fine, but let's deal with the substance matters here. Can we move honorable Brunavad for the sake of time? You have Thank made you, a point of factionalism and we're infighting. We've noted that. Proceed. Thank you, Spirit Chairperson. Um, yes, then I want to come back to the corruption. I want to see um, in in the presentation, we do, do not see anything about corruption and how they're going to address that. Um, they also say that you want to get rid of the silos by more or less centralizing service delivery. But yet, if you look at what, what happened in the past by algamating municipalities with the argument that we will improve service delivery, the proof is in the pudding and yet it have been found um, that um, they have been found wanting. It is even worse service delivery with infrastructure that is collapsing with uh, municipalities that is automating. Now this is more or less the same plan is to automate some of the uh, service deliveries to say it's gonna be better. Um, and yet the proof in the pudding says it won't. Uh, billions is being can I say, given for infrastructure projects to municipalities through grants, assistance, different projects from different departments, uh, MISA, and yet infrastructure develop, uh, is depleted. Um, even with all those assistances, what will the difference be with the DDM or the district development model? Um, the problem in municipalities is not money, it's a bad management, political infighting, weak leadership and corruption and fraud. 
to realign, replan, re-implement the program with a new name, but with old methods will change nothing as government over the three years tried to implement parts or most of the parts of the DDM um, unsuccessfully. How will it differ this time? And then in terms of budgeting, um, obviously the COVID-19 have an effect of national income. How are they uh, mitigating that? And then the last one I want to ask, um, in terms of the presentation, when there were elections in Mamusa local municipality in the beginning of this year, the ANC used the district development model as an election campaign in January. Yet, if you're not, um, it is not included in the presentation. So I want to just clarify, is it a pilot program that did not work and um, therefore not uh, therefore excluded, or wasn't there a pilot program in the Mamusa municipality? Thank you, Chairperson. Okay, honorable colleague, but I think I'll have to uh, protect these uh, officials from answering uh, political questions. At times, if the ANC, you have to ask the minister that question. But nevertheless, he has noted the substance of the question. Can I come to Honorable Mutala? Honorable Mutala? Can I move to Teza? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Honorable Okay. Yes. Thanks so much, Chairperson. Yeah. Let me start by uh, welcoming the presentation from Kota. I've got two questions. The first question is with regards to when the presenter was presenting, he talked about the issue of coherent integrated approach in identifying for services in communities. But his presentation is silent on the use of state South Africa to improve his planning. Have he considered the value add of state South Africa to this to this district development model? Number two, one of the critical components of the district development model is to provide a coordinated approach to service delivery and to hold people accountable for funds procured for, for pilot tests in identified district. Recently, the president received a progress report on the rollout of the model. Could the presenter pro provide any consequence management for those transgressing the criteria for use of funding for pilot project? Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you, Chairperson. Chair, let me also join the chorus of welcoming the presentation, Chair. Uh, Chairperson, uh, my question in the department uh, is that. There is this issue, Chair, as the department says, the government is putting measures in place uh, in this COVID-19 to make sure that people, they've got water in areas, in, in, all, in all areas. Chairperson, uh, I can say to the department, if, they can be specific about these 
areas. Because if there are not specific chapters in mm-hmm. when the COVID-19 is, is gone, we cannot even know where can we start to go to conduct our, our oversight. Because we need to conduct our oversight after this COVID-19 to make sure that what they are saying here is, is a true reflection, Chair. I'm saying this because I, I can even agree with you, Honorable uh, Hussein, to say sometimes department, they came with a good purpose, good everything, policies, but nothing is happening. They talk about the implementation. We want to know where they were, they will go to implement it so that we will understand. They must be specific. They must not generalize this thing because we are talking about the lives of the people. And the people, people are, 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 are waiting to get in water as the COVID-19 requires water coming again, people to wash their hands. Now, I want to ask the department, if this measures in place, is the people of Liborte and Pindwen, Eastern Cape, they are catered for in these measures. And also, I want to ask the department, is the people of local municipality in Singa, KZN, catered for in these measures? I want to ask the department, is the people of Pine Town, Tafelkov, catered in these uh, uh, measures? Because we want specific things here, because what I'm, why, why I'm raising these uh, uh, issues? Because these areas, they are the victim of the circumstances of corruption in municipalities. And as we speak, Chaplain, there are two caterers that they, they, were, they, were, they were arrested at Mnambi to Tukela municipality, who has stolen the, the, the Georgia tank, uh, 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 the Georgia tank and tankers. So I, I, I don't know why the I don't know why the, the department said to us and not to be specific. So we want to know. As I'm saying to you, I'm specific about areas that they have problem here. And uh, the person, <clears throat> you see, department must be serious about the people of South Africa. They must be serious. They must not come with this good papers with good English to us. We don't want even to speak English. We are just being forced. Ngingashe <laughs> I don't think what my Jojo tank, they are not even monitoring Jojo tank, tank has nothing. Jojo tank, they just give into the people and live in like that. I'm a I corrupt and change. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Tazam. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. I think that I share the sentiments of. of of the members of, of, of the Portfolio Committee on COCTA. 
In terms of the urgency of the situation faced by our people on the ground, uh, the case in point being the people of Belhambre and, uh, and, and, and the people that he has mentioned uh, uh, of Mpindueni, who are desperate, in desperate need of bridges, who are in desperate, who are forced to drink water with animals and corpses, um, who, who, who have no public transport, uh, who have their children often sinking in, in the rivers and having to drink that water. This demonstrates that uh, the urgency of the situation in terms of changing the lives of our people is really not the priority here. Uh, in a post-colonial, uh, neo-colonial society like ours, we, we have had uh, a situation where a consensus has been reached in terms of uh, how, do you, how do you not disturb the system uh, by, by, by gradually changing, small, making smaller changes uh, in, terms of, in terms of where people are, are, live, are living uh, so that you don't disrupt the system at all. Uh, uh, hence, there is that disparity between urban rural. And I want to ask the, the presenter, the DTG, uh, how is it that the, the, the DTM uh, seeks to, to narrow the distinction between rural and urban municipalities in terms of the criteria that is used through the division of revenue formulae, given the fact that municipalities are extremely underfunded? That's one. Number two, what I didn't pick up from, from, from the presentation is the fact that uh, the district model, how is it going to assist municipalities to combat the illicit financial flow that uh, to give rise to the to a proper collection of, of revenue because currently we have companies within the municipal uh, level that do not comply in terms of uh, uh, such things so how are they going to do that so uh, on slide three so you, you, you talk about the pilot project uh, being 70 71 billion uh, how much does the department need to implement in totality uh, across all 44 districts and, and, and eight metros? How much does the department really uh, 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 need to, 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 to implement this, 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 this DTM? And what impact will it have in terms of one, that the, 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 the disparities and the inequalities and, and, and that of special development. So those are the three, three things that, that I'm asking within that question. The last one, Chair, uh, how will it prioritize from the, pro, from the uh, 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 programs that emanate from, from the IDPs, how will it prioritize the infrastructure before the infrastructure which is guaranteed with, with water bath service, sewage, parks and proper recreation center uh, 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 within those, those ITP programs before, before any house is erected. How is good the, 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 the district development model is going to assist them uh, in terms of the agency of the situation? Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Tleza, Honorable Mvana. Honorable Vana. Check person human settlement. Are you back? 
I'm dead, sir. Are the issues that you want to raise? No, no, sir. Let, let me welcome the, the presentation. Hello. Uh, yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes. Okay. Let, let me welcome the presentation. No. Who's saying chairperson? It's Mvana. Okay. Oh, yes, I'm I called you. That. You didn't respond. Then you could have text a message or do something than to interject. problem, chairperson. Yeah, you could have text and SMS. There's a provision in the system that says text than to interject the chairperson. I've noted you. Allow the chairperson to finish. You come after. Okay. Okay. Sure. Thank you, chair. Sure. Thank you. Sorry about that. My apologies. Okay, chair. Thank you, chair. Okay, thank you, chair. I was saying that uh, I want to take this opportunity to join members to welcome the presentation, <laughs> and and um, actually um, indicate that uh, in we as government we had launch inter uh, inter departing. IDPs, which its its role was to integrate all the plans of government, but it it didn't work. Um, now you have this district model, and and there are areas that I think, if they are not being tightened up, this model will 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 have problems again. One is, um, um, it talks about coordination, but coordination, if you coordination, it will be only on political leadership, leave other officials or what councillors, then it's not going to work. Um, if coordination would actually not coordinate all the departments, including uh, entities and other um, institutions that support democracy, like your state aid, your 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 human rights commission, and all all those things, then this model is going to fail. Like IDPs, because IDPs, if you look at them, it's 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 done at local level, but it doesn't have most of national department, you will find that they are not investing in all the areas that have been identified by municipalities, including all others, um, even entities of government. I, I want to say this model, its intention is very good. But if, if they are not going to define what is this coordination and define what is one plan one budget um, in in the real sense where the officials and those that will be championing the model understand it was not going to succeed. The model uh, for me is not different from the the IDPs. Uh, unfortunately, the, the IDP they didn't have all the national all the political leadership from various um, government levels. But with, with this model, it says it's championed from the national government, uh, including local municipality and, uh, and districts. 
which for me it might be very helpful if if it can it can it can be it can be like that but the most important thing is what honorable mashala has raised that if if as we are planning we are not considering what the the the, the state south africa is saying we are not considering what uh, uh, auditor general is saying <laughs> then this model will not bear, will not bear the fruits will not prepare the fruits that is intended to so chair for me is that this model is very good but what is important is to say let's define all what we were intending to do and be it becomes a a and and i i welcome the issue of regulations that it we need to regulate some of the activities but we shouldn't put regulation that will again hamper service delivery itself because if you look at conditional grants that we have in the system when it's in, supposed to be implemented at local level you have a problem for municipality to access in those conditional grants because of the conditions that are put with conditional grants so <laughs> i'm just saying that i'm joining those that will say the model is very good let's see how um, <laughs> together all of us even ourselves as we do oversight we can then start to pinpoint that we have identified this district uh, in various areas that we are serving as portfolio committee what is it that is being done with these areas with your identification thank you chair thank you chair honorable mvana yeah ten now chair thank you chair i just want also to add my voice I think the chairperson, uh, Honorable Rosina, has partly covered me in saying uh, this is really a good model, this one. This is a very, very good model, in, especially before this model took place. We were talking about the integrated. When we talk about the integration of the programs, we meant exactly this model. What I also want to say to ours or to us is firstly to understand on how this model is working as honorable members. I've, I've, I've noticed some of us really doesn't have an understanding on how this model works. The other thing that I would like to say is a comment, Chair, in terms of the department. Well done to the department, but fasten up and strengthen the, 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 the information, the awareness in terms of trying to cascade down the information to the grassroots level so that they can be able to understand on how this model is working. The other thing that I've noticed is that um, as the progressive government, really we have to modify things. This model is just a modified strategy in a way. Then let's maybe assist in terms of strengthening. The department must just tie up, pull up their socks and make sure that they evaluate and do monitoring. Tara one before everything got into mess. Thank you, Chairperson. That was my call. You're welcome. 
Thank you, Honorable Mvana. Did I omit anyone? No. Uh, okay. I would like to, Chairperson, please, may I please be given a chance to speak or to ask a question? Who's there? Uh, it's Honorable Mukhotu, Shelly Mukhotu. Okay. Okay. You are, you are more than welcome, Honorable Member. Come in. Uh, thank you, Chair. I would like to ask the following question. How is the model going to assist the municipalities in dealing with the following challenges? Inadequate planning, long-term infrastructure investment planning, preventative maintenance planning, renewal of existing infrastructure, and sound repairs and maintenance. And then another question is that if you go to Mamusa, the community of Watsits in Mamusa have been experiencing a sewer spillage since last year uh, on the streets of Mamusa in Northwest. And then the municipality there promised the people that they'll fix that problem. Until up to now, the problem has not been solved. Yet, according to the model, the model promises that uh, because it has been implemented, there will be reliable and quality basic services where people are staying. Yet the people of Mamusa are still suffering. They are not experiencing uh, what the model is promising them. And then another question is um, the district development model talks of peer review if implementation is not undertaken by one or the other component of this initiative. What exactly does this entail? Have there been peer review reports provided? Thank you, Chair. Thank you, colleagues. Uh, mine to you, uh, DDG4C. Uh, this issue of the regulations, when are you anticipating them to be released? I'm echoing the sentiments raised by the chairperson of uh, human self-management, water and sanitation, to say if you are you are to allow department to do things casually as they have been doing, the IDP experience in the municipality, the same thing is going to happen. The case in point, like you have indicated with this current district development, uh, uh, the COVID-19. We are still experiencing the silos mentality, mentality if you check how people are, are responding to this uh, 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 COVID-19. Don't you think that it was an opportunity to showcase that this model is going to work? I'm raising this because there are areas where in you still find um, a, a sector department that we're supposed to deliver or perform. They've not yet done that. And then people see it, it's either in their district command council meeting or the provincial command council and complain. So then, uh, whereas you have this model that has been launched by the president. So I'm raising this in line with the accountability part of it because you know even in your district command meetings that people are attending, other departments are not attending. They just feel like today they come, tomorrow they don't come, and there's no mechanism in, in places, and then they will always cite 
we are committed. And while they are committed, whereas they are pleasant programs that they have implemented. I, I, I'll give you one case point in one of the district command council meetings that I've attended. There is this department for land, rural and development, that one. It has been in constant uh, absence through the, the, the things. And then, whereas there is this program for social relief wherein they were supposed to be reporting to the district command council, how are they going to, uh, uh, to, to support these farmers? So there's no report in those district command council. Maybe they do it provincially, but my understanding when you're talking about the district development model is the district being the coordinator of all the government programs where in both provincial and local uh, 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 and local and, and provincial departments, including the local municipalities, come together and then implement projects collectively when they are accountable. So the issue of the accountability measures, that's the other issue. I'll also raise it in line with to say, if it's an accounting officer of the Department of, uh, say, Water and Sanitation, they will still say in terms of the powers vested in me. So that's why I'm saying without... A, a legislative framework apart from the IGR. These regulations, I think they are very critical and very urgent. They should have been developed by now so that then you are able to regulate relationship and then uh, and then provide for consequence management as the other colleagues have raised. That's my input. Over to you, DDG4C. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, and, and thanks to, to all the, the honorable members for, for the questions and comments. Uh, uh, Chair, I think there are valuable inputs, Chair, uh, in terms of assisting us to, to strengthen uh, the, the, the implementation uh, and, 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 and sort of identify uh, areas. Uh, uh, weak areas that we might need to 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 really focus on uh, as part of implementing the the model. The, the the maybe starting from from yourself, chair, going backward, and there are quite a number of questions. Uh, some are related, chair. So I, I might not be able to respond to each and every question, but we'll try to to group uh, many of them. Uh, the the issue of accountability, chair. Uh, it is a very important point. And then the idea really behind the, 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 the regulation is to ensure that uh, IGR uh, is actually, uh, we actually strengthen the mechanisms that are envisaged in, 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 in the cooperative governance uh, framework to ensure that there's accountability of the spheres as it relates to what they are expected to do at a municipal uh, level. And of course, the framework will deal with the issues of aligning plans, but the, the, plan, the plans on their own will require that uh, we also look at uh, administrative processes and systems that will enable uh, the whole process uh, of implementation of these plans. So, so the approach of dealing with issues of accountability also is to, so the one plans that are proposed, these are one plans that are going to express clear commitments for a particular financial year. What is it that the municipality is planning to do? 
uh, what is the province planning to do? What is national planning to do? And these plans are plans that are expressed already in the APPs of national or provincial departments, but also the SDBs of municipalities. So the one plan provides then a framework of how do we hold people accountable. Uh, so the model, the way it's actually conceptualized, it will provide transparency because we will know based on what is in the plan, the one plan, what are sector departments planning to do, what is the municipality itself. So it brings now more spotlight to also not just municipalities in terms of what they're supposed to do, but all the spheres in terms of their commitment. And, and then the, we will, of course, look at how we, we address, uh, uh, it will address issues of silos, uh, because if there's clear commitment in the one plan. Just to say that the, the one plan, Chair, as I've indicated, is based on a comprehensive assessment of the state of development of so the profiles that I referred to, the information that informs those profiles is information from the status A. So the demographic profiles, we're working very closely with the status A. They, they've been able to give us information on all the 52 spaces. So in our tambo, we know how many child and woman-headed households are there. We know how many uh, uh, levels of, of poverty across the, the district, the issue of, of uh, youth unemployment, uh, the, the structure of the economy, which sectors and how much they are contributing to the GDP of each year. That information is information that is based uh, on uh, the, the, the stats from uh, data from Status A. When we look at, we also look at the institutional capability and that institutional capability, it will assess, will look at reports from the AG. Uh, it will look at reports from Treasury in terms of financial performance. We look at uh, assessment, comprehensive assessment of, of infrastructure in these municipalities. So the profiles, that's why I'm saying the profile is the baseline because it's informed by a comprehensive scientific sort of analysis of what is the state. And the one plan, it's, it's therefore a response to that uh, reality. And through these collaborative intergovernmental processes, we should be able to have a common and a shared plan of what needs to be done in each space. So there's no national sector sit at national deciding what they want to do in a particular space or a provincial. But there's a process of saying, if we are talking about uh, high levels of poverty in this area, these are the number profiles of women and child-headed households. We need to know what are they currently receiving from government and what intervention needs to be put in place based on the departments that are responsible for that area. The issue of, of infrastructure is it, the same approach, Chair. Based on the challenges that are there, what needs to be required looking at the different uh, grants that are uh, uh, within the national and provincial government. But the planning, it's a, it's a, it's a collaborative process, Chair, that appreciates that there's contributions of the three spheres 
in addressing in a special targeted way those challenges at, at, at a local level. So issues of uh, uh, the, 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 the issue around uh, planning, planning is the most critical uh, uh, input into this process. Because as I've indicated, we have three spheres that are planning, that are budgeting and are implementing in the same space. And what the district model does, it's a vehicle chair that enables cooperative governance now to ensure that as we plan budget and implement as the three spheres, we can then work on one common platform in terms of how we respond to, to the specific uh, district to address in a more realistic way the challenges which the profile of each district would have actually amplified in terms of these are the key challenges that we need to deal with. And, and of course, the, the, the idea of how initially the IDPs were conceptualized, they were meant to, to actually do this. But as we know in practice, uh, sector departments are not participating in those processes. Uh, and, and so the model now is bringing uh, all spheres together to respond to this. And the issues of addressing the disparities between urban and rural how we utilize the, 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 the fiscals to respond to these realities, how we assist municipalities to generate income uh, and address uh, inequalities. All of this, uh, what, what, what we're saying is that for the first time, the profile, because it's a baseline that must inform all of government in terms of how they plan, the profile will tell us what is the state of development of each area. And it's a comprehensive uh, 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 profile that looks at both economic, social, infrastructure, but the plans must respond to that reality. So, so we have now a, a clear approach of how do you address the urban-rural interface and the continuum, how do you address the linkages between rural and urban areas, but also what are the interventions that you need to, to implement to address uh, uh, the rural component. So there, there was an, a question about what are we doing with the 80% youth unemployment in, in Ortam. The Department of Rural Development, through a program called NARISEC, they're training uh, youth there on different areas, in terms of farming, uh, animal health, and also mechanics in terms of uh, fixing tractors and so on. And they're going to be uh, given startup material so that they, when they go back to their communities, they can actually start uh, engaging uh, in, in, in uh, e economic activities. And th these are plans already that sectors uh, are implementing. We are working closely uh, through this process chair with uh, all the departments so that uh, when we talk about the one plan, it's not every sector department now is required to indicate concretely what are they doing in that specific district. And the issue of special budgeting, Chair, you can, as Parliament, uh, all... Yes. Four o'clock, we, we are getting into another meeting. I hope you are aware of... Yes, and, yes. No. And, and, and I see you are mindful of that. And I see there's a lot of issues that you still need to respond to. 
can we agree? Because isn't that member still needs to connect to the other meeting? So that I I finalize the, the, the can we agree that all these outstanding questions as you raise as raised, you'll submit them in writing latest by end of business on Monday to both committee secretaries, ne? the the, the, yeah. the one and the uh, human settlement one. So so that we try to, to wrap up this meeting because there are some issues that I need to attend to before closing this meeting, that it being the, uh, which secretary is ready to summarize, but he won't summarize because we are not yet done. That summary will be done in the next, in the form of being a written forum. To say, but basically listening from the contribution of all the members, uh, the, the, the plight is that uh, let's not just continue to put on structures that are not functional. Hence, the issue of the regulations be, become very critical. Uh, and then Honorable Mvana has said this is a very good model. We all agree it's a good model, but it needs both political and administrative willpower to make sure that things happen. Then people don't operate ad hoc. So we then want a, a, an instrument in the form of a regulation that will then uh, enforce accountability. So we are agreeing in principle that uh, you are going to 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 then uh, write all the outstanding questions, and out of that, we will then formalize the, the the conclusion of the meeting, the final full recommendation. Colleagues, being that the case, I just want now again to confirm the attendance. Uh, of the members of this joint committee meeting. Honorable Ngwezi is present. Honorable Shele Mukhoto is present. Honorable Nensisitlai is present. Honorable Seki is present. Honorable Mutlala is present. And yeah, and then Honorable Luseni is present. Honorable Mamkiza is present. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm busy mentioning name Mamkiza. Don't interject me. Okay. Honorable Uzen right. is present. Honorable Mukalipi um, is present. Honorable Khurnevald is present. Honorable Mamkiza, you are present. Honorable Kleza is present. Uh, Honorable Mvana is present. And the Honorable Kleza is present. And the Honorable Chairperson and the Two chairpersons, they are all present. Did I miss somebody? Yes. Did you mention the story, Chair? Who? 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 My apologies, Ndavezita. Where are you? Let's see your face. You are progressive. <laughs> Ndavezita, where are you? Nikona, Nikona. Okay. Yeah, really, no. Really my apologies. Oh, my apologies. I didn't see you. I don't know what happened. Okay, my apologies. I will confirm. Honorable Inkosi Lutuli, you are present. And then and the Honorable Finally, the late Honorable you... Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> finally, our whip chair. 